welcome to the Shenandoah Valley Life Podcast, where we introduce you to Shenandoah Valley residents who are living, working, and thriving in Virginia's iconic valley. Ready to make the Shenandoah Valley your home? Visit ShenandoahValleyLiving.com to start your Shenandoah Valley life. This is Jay Langston. I'm the executive director of the Shenandoah Valley Partnership. Welcome to the Shenandoah Valley Life Podcast. Today, we are doing part two of the interview with Stephanie Allville and Jessica Hall with Harmony Harvest and Floral Genius. I think that you will really enjoy hearing the rest of their story. This podcast is brought to you by our friends from the Stanton Innovation Hub, a wonderful co-working space in the city of Stanton. Grow with us at the Stanton Innovation Hub, a co-working facility designed to reduce barriers to innovation, open new opportunities, and cultivate community. Located in the beautiful Shenandoah Valley of Virginia, we're in close proximity to Interstates 81 and 64. We're surrounded by eight colleges and universities and have 30,000 square feet of co-working office and event space. Let us help you eliminate distractions in a safe, energetic environment. To learn more, visit stantonhub.com. Y'all are doing amazing things. I won't, and I don't even know how to shift to get the other story <laughs> of, about, you know, the floral genius and your, what is it, your blue ribbon, yes. you know, hairpin. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and I want you to, to also say how much you grew oh, in God. 2019. Because oh I think. It's it's a staggering. I mean, it's a phenomenal yeah. story. You're, I, I love the fact that you're telling your story through your flowers. That's mm-hmm. part of what. Mm-hmm. You're, it's the toll. It's the engine. It it's is. the motor. It's the, you know, it's it's what drives it. So, um, you know, it it was a staggering change. Um, <laughs> our online sales from 2019 to 2020 increased by um, 1,650 percent. Which is crazy. That's a lot. It's yeah, kind of it's a, lot. Kind of a and success we're, story, you know, and the, and ladies. And the best part is that you know, I hear of a lot of entrepreneurs who, um, you know, crisis have, have have survived this crisis, right? And they're now seeing their sales um, kind of level out, or um, you know, they're, it's past that like initial COVID strike, right? That shock. Um, but ours have only grown, uh, and I think that that's because we have stayed very true to our mission um, of ma- of making American-grown flowers accessible to anybody anywhere. And our vision is to live a better life through flowers. And we do that through two companies, right? I mean, it's essentially the same thing. Um, so, the fl- yeah, the flower frogs, um, you know, they, they're great. They, they marry well together with the flowers. I mean, it's a flower product. It's a flower holder, right? So we've been able to create, you know, these DIY boxes and these – you know, um, projects for people who are afraid, you know, it's when you follow a lot of floral designers on social media and you see them on YouTube and you see all this incredible things, it is kind of scary to think like, you know, your immediately default is I can't do that. I mean, you can, you absolutely can. You know, yeah, it's going to take some practice to get to where they are, but you can make something beautiful because frankly, like beauty is in the eye of the beholder, right? I mean, as cheesy as that sounds, it's, it's all about you. It's what makes you happy. There's no su- such thing as a, a right or a wrong arrangement. If you like it, it's perfect. 
Um, and I think that, you know, that's really been one of our charges between the flower frogs and the flowers is to remove that stigma that, like, flowers are unapproachable, that designing flowers is, like, something um, held just for the elite and the, and the hyper-trained. You know, no, it's for literally anyone. And you know what? Frankly, the Garden Club ladies have had this figured out for a long time. Um, <laughs> they sure have. They've had it figured out. Like, these women, I'm telling you, and men, um, you know, the Garden Club's this is what they do all the time. And it's been so awesome to like really connect with that community. These people who are like, oh yeah, we love flowers and your flowers are awesome. And I love this and let's play together. And we're like, yeah, game on. Um, so we've had just a lot of fun and, and, you know, kind of going back to what Jess was saying about like, the, we finally realized like, this is what we were supposed to be doing. It's the notes, right? I think it was the notes was the biggest thing. It was the notes that we're putting in the boxes to the people who are getting these. You know, it's, you know, I can't hug you, so here's a flower hug. I can't, I'm, I'm uh, congratulations on your new home. Um, I can't, what, sorry for we missed Christmas, you know, Thanksgiving, whatever it is. Um, you know, this was a way to connect people through, you know, a tool. I mean, essentially the flowers are just a tool to really uh, create that connection. You have also invested in your companies. You have reached out for programs. And I really think this is also part of the story. You, you are clearly knocking it out of the park with your talent that you have, but you're not resting upon just at the vagaries of the market. I know that you started seeing foreign sales increase. You've tapped you know, the Virginia Economic Development Partnership doing with their their um, international trade division. Talk about that. Talk about some of the other programs. We, we've we just uh, recently recorded a story with Debbie Erring with the Shenandoah <laughs> Community love, love uh, Capital Fund. Y'all are working with <laughs> Debbie. Let, talk about some of these programs <clears throat> that you've embraced as as here in the valley okay you so i think steph can tell you probably some of the technicalities you want to hear but i want to premise this with this was a life lesson that i picked up on very early mom was a practice administrator in healthcare. okay so she ran a, a company where she was hiring people she was hiring doctors she was hiring nurses she was hiring for the whole team and i remember going to interviews with her in the car and I remember her always saying she said it a lot I always try to hire people way smarter than me if I build a team that's smarter than me and I get to say that I built it that's my contribution Wow mm -hmm. Wow so early on I think Steph and I were both programmed to build really quality teams and we do that across the board we love checked in really passionate people that are directly a part of the farm and frog family. Uh, we also extend that to the vendors, to the program alliances. We're always looking out who else out there has a connection. What else can we be doing? How else can we get other people inspired by this idea to move it forward? So I think Steph can tell you a little bit about some of the bigger um, and exciting programs that we've been able to kind of unrattle and be a part of. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and, and this has been kind of, it's, it's interesting because our businesses are so tied together that um, we're able to kind of gain opportunity um, 
through both businesses in different ways. So, like, one of the things that we've done is we worked with the Virginia Department of Economic De- – uh, no, excuse me, Virginia Economic Development Partnership. Did Very good. Right? Yes, you said it oh, right. God, honey, I was going to get there. Okay, so we worked with them um, in uh, – we, we won a grant from them to – improve our international e-commerce. So the flower frogs, we're the only U.S. manufacturer of them, but there's this one style called the hairpin holder. It's originally called the uh, blue ribbon hairpin holder, but we've kind of, we're now just calling it the hairpin holder. Um, And the hairpin holder, we're the only people that make it in the world. Okay, so you've heard us say we're the only U.S. makers of flower frogs. We're the only people in the world that make the Blue Ribbon Flower Holder, and we're the only people that um, ship mixed bouquets direct from farm to consumer. Um, There is a reason why we are the only ones, because (laughs) you have to have uh, quite a bit of crazy and a lot of bit of resilience to do any of these things. Um, You know, and I remember somebody saying, Because flower frogs are intensive, you know, process. Uh, Yes. And I remember, like, somebody told me, there's like, well, there's a reason you're the only one. Like, there's a reason why nobody else is doing this. And, oh, yes, I'm very well well, well aware of all the reasons. Um, but for us, it works, and we love it. So um, so through that program, we were actually able to do a lot of work with our um, international footprint. So um, people from around the world are asking about specifically the hairpin holders. And, our, and the pin frogs that we make are far higher quality than – um, our international competitors. Um, that's China, right? So, yes, U.S. made by default is usually better than China. Um, sorry, China. But it's true. No, you're um, not. <laughs> sorry, China. Um, but, you know, our quality is really good, and we did have this unique product. So I have people almost from day one. From all over the world, how can I get your flowers? How can I, or how can I get your flower frogs? How can I get your flower frogs? And, you know, it very quickly made me go into this reactive mode of, okay, I'm shipping internationally now. How are we going to do this? I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know anything about this. So I kind of um, scraped my knee through a lot of that. Um, and But with the help of um, VEDP, Yes. Okay. Very Thank good. Uh, I always want to switch the E and the D. I don't know why. Um, with their help in this program, we were actually able to improve our experience for uh, people being able to check out online. Right. So we can ship directly to right now it's 35 countries um, from our website. Um, and then also we were able to open up Amazon Canada, which is really, really big. Our flower frogs sell great on Amazon. So now that I have a whole other marketplace in Canada, um, it definitely helps with customer acquisition very well. Um, you know, it obviously Amazon's king in a lot of areas. Um, but you know, from a shipping standpoint, it actually removes a lot of obstacles from, um, consumers. So that has been excellent. And again, like just improving our general, um, process and, and, and user experience on the website for our international customers was a game changer. So, um, that was one of the things, uh, we were also proudly a winner of the 20, 20 or 2021 FedEx small business. Yes. Let's talk about that because you stood me up for a podcast recording because I think that you were doing something a little more important at that time. No one's more important than Jalen. No, go ahead, please, please. Like let's put that on the table. So yeah, so FedEx came out and was filming and so I had to reschedule the podcast, but uh, (laughs) our original recording. Because you won. Yes. So, um, that was a big deal. That for was us. a huge deal. It was Absolutely, a huge deal. it's a big deal. Um, FedEx is huge, right? Uh, all of our flowers are shipped priority overnight. All are through FedEx. All of our flower frogs are shipped to FedEx ground, um, 
And out of 8,300 companies across the the nation, we were uh, in the top three, and we were the only one in the state of Virginia that received any kind of grant. So big Applause deal. here, uh, really. That uh, is a big it deal. Was, it was a big deal. We it were like, really oh, my God, they picked us. <laughs> Like, huh, it and was, it's, it was amazing. It's, it's great been great story. because the, the funds that we received allowed us to do a really creative project that um, we probably wouldn't have been able to allocate the funds to take on something so creative. So we're a seasonal farm, and the goal is to stop that seasonality aspect. So with the FedEx grants, we were able to retrofit and update one of our greenhouses to make it a heated structure with multiple rooms for multiple zones to provide a diversity of flowers out of season. Um, putting all of that together with someone else's money is really fun. We still don't know necessarily if this is going to be a profitable venture. They might be very expensive. They could bouquets, be very expensive bouquets. <laughs> but, you know... <laughs> We knew all of that when we wanted to start all of this. And it was like, well, why hide that? We're such an authentic, like, this is the farm, take it or leave it. So we have used this whole experiment um, as a lot of fodder to keep our, our, our customers, our family engaged in what's going on. We share. We don't know. We have t trusted this. We have trialed it. We've mapped it out with people smarter than us, yeah. um, but like follow along and let's see if we can do this together. So it's actually gotten our consumer base super engaged watching the FedEx tunnel and seeing what the next steps of that are. And so while using the grant money to do that project has been like super, super great, the biggest value of receiving that grant has truly been the extended networking and resources that we've been able to capitalize that a big company like FedEx um, pr can provide a little insight to small businesses like us. And so that was a game changer, realizing like, oh, you know what? These huge companies out there have spent a lot of money to figure stuff out. What can I glean? What can I learn? What can I borrow? that can apply to my business. And so it was a little bit of like uh, a mind shift um, in the true value of what that grant provided. Uh, so we got the resources and we got a new way of kind of seeing bigger business models and how we can translate that down for us. Yes, you've done a very good yeah. job of leveraging business models that work for you in utilizing those resources. And I'll also say uh, we work really closely with the um, – the uh, I guess it's the Shen Valley SBDC Center. Yes. Uh, up in up at JMU, we um, man, we got a mentor that's really awesome, and we like have like family absorbed him into our lives so hard. Um, and I think that like one of the most interesting things, you know, through our journey, that mentor said, "Hey, you need to have an event. You need to have this this event." Um, for people in the uh, business community and the economic development community in our local hood so that they can come to the farm and see what you guys are doing because you just won this awesome grant. You're, you have an awesome thing. Like, you're unique. You have a really great thing here. Like, invite them to come see. And we're like, I don't know, Jalal. That sounds really, like, that's hard. Lot. Yeah. Uh, but we did it anyway because, you know. We, our mentor we asked us to. People so pleasers. we did. Um, so we, so we did, 
And that's where we met Jay and yes. Rebecca. And um, so we, many doors opened from oh that. Oh my gosh. We had, like, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, all right, if we're going to do it, I'm going to send invites out to all these people and we'll just see who we get. Not thinking that anybody, like, would actually show I didn't up. I think anybody's going to come. I'll be really honest. And, and uh, you know, we had, um, you know, what is it? The president of Visit Virginia was there. Yes. We Tourism. had the deputy yep. commissioner of agriculture there. We had people, you know, Jane like Rain. I said, Jane and Rebecca right. were there. Uh, we had, you know, um, VDP there. We had so many people show up and we're like, oh my gosh, this is so fun. And we're like, oh my gosh, isn't this so fun? Um, so, and it was actually at that event that we announced our big 2020 thing. 2022. 2022. <laughs> it's 20s in there. 2022 thing of we're going to open a on-farm shop next year. Yep. And plans are underway. Like, we're in it. We have, like, the plans are drawn. We're, we're doing all the things. So, um, you know, it's one of those things. But now we said it out loud, we have to do it. Yes. And we're super excited because we're totally so, doing that. So, the, you know, like I said, like, we're at the beginning of this. And, you know, part of the shipping model. So, you know, COVID hits. We're all, like, quarantined and separated and socially distanced from everything. And so, obviously, shipping bumped up what we didn't anticipate that we saw during 2022 or 2020 and through 2021 has been the amount of people that come to the farm we are not open to the public but we have people who truly want to connect and discover and they are seeking us out and i I had somebody that got flowers that lived in Texas and came to the farm. And it I realized at that point, and when we decided, like, we have to open a store, we can't deny that connection. It's literally what we provide. So in addition to having the store, we'll be opening the farm to the public um, for some small agritourism experiences starting this year. And we have great visions of how we're going to build this virtual and physical connection to a destination farm filled with flowers and filled with all the feelings that we need to cultivate and grow. Yeah. And I'm from, Anna, you know, um, it, 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 we, we, we're so excited to open the store. Like we can't even stand it um, for so many reasons. And it's a lot to bring people to the farm. Yes. But I think also as, you know, being one of the only, probably one of the only farms too, that's like a genuine, we're e-commerce farm. Like, we're online. We are e-com farm. Um, creating a physical anchor that people can experience what they've maybe already received as they're traveling through or what have you, um, coming to a place that anchors, that, you know, connects that online to offline, um, I think it's only going to be, you know, it's just going to create a deeper connection to um, our family, our story, our farm with our customers and with new customers, too. I've got two ending questions one is because i've just have to you must talk about your social presence <laughs> social media john henry of john henry general store was one of our previous podcast and he mentioned that your social <laughs> presence just tell people it Tell people how they can connect with you and tell some of the things that you do because I think it's genius. So um, you can find us. Uh, our best work is on Instagram <laughs> at Harmony HRVST. If you just type in Harmony Harvest Farm, you'll find us. 
Uh, what I will say about our Instagram is that uh, we spent a lot of time a few years ago trying to, like, keep up with the Joneses of all, like, the pretty Instagram farmers and wooey stuff. And then we just gave up. And we were like, you know what? We're just going to roll. Like, we're two sisters tr- r- trying to build businesses, raise kids, cover in tattoos. Um, you know, we think we're hilarious. We're just going to roll with who we are. We love 90s hip-hop. Like, that's just who we are. So we just kind of flowed in that, and um, it's worked out well. It's so much easier because we're totally authentic. You're being who you are. It's who we are. Like, we we truly, like I said, we grew up in Grandma's farm or Dad making us pick four hours worth of green beans after school. And the only entertainment I had was my sister and our (laughs) dumb jokes and making parodies to songs. This isn't much different than how we grew up. Like, I think everybody, like, has one of those friends in the group. And, like, that can just be us. Like, we're just, we're always there to make you giggle and smile. Yeah. Where did you find the koala suits? (laughs) Amazon. Amazon. So, yeah. We um, own a very diverse uh, dress-up trunk collection. Yeah, I, I just understand <laughs> that your Instagram and your Facebooks are just a must-see, is what well, everybody I, says. Yeah. I appreciate that. We like The whole goal is that there's a lot of different worlds that you can kind of fall down, whether you're over on YouTube. We do, you know, we have a show called Designing with an Idiot. I'm the idiot. That's my sister. And we just try to break <laughs> down the parts that maybe hang people up in Designing with Flowers, or whether if you're scrolling through Instagram and you need something to laugh at, um, if you need a nice event on Facebook, we just try to make sure like we're that wholesome place you can always go to. There's different levels of it that you can fall into. Yeah, you're providing such an experience for people. And I think that that's what really resonates. Okay, the last question, and this is what we ask everybody. Uh, describe your perfect day in the valley. Ah. Uh. I know. It's it's oh, easy, but it's tough. That is yeah. so t- Okay. Um, Take it uh, away, Stephanie. Okay. I'll go first. Um, drive it. Honestly, I would say driving from my home in Cremora through Weir's Cave, where the farm is, vis- going back to Audubon to visit where we grew up, um, stopping at Smiley's Ice Cream. Oh, that's a good one. I know. Definitely. You took mine. Sorry. Um, probably hitting Baja somehow because I love Baja. Um, and let's see, where would I end it? I would probably end it like at Gypsy Hill Park, like it's with the ducks. Oh yeah, with the ducks. It's beautiful this morning. I know. Oh, I love the ducks. Like you took all the good places. Thanks, (laughs) yeah. For all of you who do not know all of these places in the valley, just I'm just saying Stephanie just hit all of the quality of life points of just, you know. Listen, we'll have a little key of all the destination places that you can visit when you come to the farm next year during the open grounds hours. We can fill your whole day with cool places in the valley. Absolutely. Jess, okay, now it's your turn. Okay, so what would a perfect day be for me? Actually, something I haven't done in a long, long time, but I would probably float down one of our beautiful rivers right at the beginning of the day when it's still a little cool and the fog's lifting off the water. Um, 
I'd probably be jetting down 33 or maybe Kieseltown Road. It'd be a warm day, so I'd have the windows down. And I'd probably smell somebody bailing hay or a combine running through because there's nothing better than that. A few horses galloping along the side of the road. Maybe have to slow down because there's a buggy here or there. You know, there's a lot of nice places. I would definitely have to stop at the rumor mill and get a London Fog like I definitely did on my way here. <laughs> um, there's a lot of cool uh, other farms that I like to stop in, pumpkin patches, produce houses, different roadside stands, and even some new garden centers. But I think I would have to end the day out on top of the hayfield at Harmony Harvest where I could overlook the greenhouses, the landscape of the valley, and watch the sunset. I don't think there's anything that I have ever found that will take my breath away like the sun rising and falling in the Shenandoah Valley. Your farm is absolutely beautiful. I can tell for the people in the audience, if you can look up some of the things that Stephanie and Jess just said, you will be amazed at the views. Ladies, thank you so much. It has been so much fun. I am such a fan of what you're doing, and I know you're just going to continue to knock it out of the park. We really appreciate you joining us on the Shenandoah Valley Life Podcast and talking about everything that makes this region great. It's a pretty great region, and we're really proud to be able to help others discover a better life through flowers. In the Shenandoah Valley. This podcast has been brought to you by the Shenandoah Valley Partnership. Thanks for listening.